Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Queens of Twilight podcast. This is your host, Grace, and welcome to the fifth episode. Today, we have a really cool guest, and just like I do with all the other guests I have on this show, I'm going to let her introduce herself. Okay, so my name is Cherish. I have been a Twilight fan since 2009. I was actually a Twilight hater in 2008, but it's okay because... Look at me now. <laughs> um, I am from Texas, so that is a big part of my identity as a Texan. If you know any other Texans, you know Texas is the best in our minds, hearts, and spirits. So, um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about myself. <laughs> well, I think you did a wonderful I was just on the bandwagon. I was like that typical person who was like, uh, what are you talking about? Vampires don't sparkle and baseball. That's so dumb. Like, you're stupid. (laughs) And I did not know anything about it. I had seen, like, the trailer for the movie. And I was like, what is this even about? Like, that is so lame. And then I read the book on accident, forcibly, because I didn't have any other books to read while I was out with my mom and she was busy. So this other teacher was like, hey, you want to read this book? And I was like, I guess I like to read. So then I read like the first couple chapters and then we had to leave and I was hooked. So then for my birthday, I got all the books and I've been a twihard ever since. (laughs) That's kind of cute though. You're like, well, I guess I can read it. I guess this is okay. (laughs) It's like, which is why I'm such a huge advocate for people just reading it or watching the movies. Because I'm like, you think you'll hate it, and then you probably will love it. Because I can relate to them. And then some people just end up not liking it because they're lame, but that's okay. We still love and accept them. Exactly, exactly. Don't ju- judge a book by its cover. Right? Yep. For sure. Definitely. <laughs> so... From what I know about Cherish, she's really into music, and she got her degree in music, which is really awesome. I can't even, like, fathom that. Like, it's so cool to me. Like, I can't read me. I'm not musically talented at all. (laughs) Everyone has a little bit. Even if you just sing in the shower, that's, that's enough. We all have music within us. Yes. Well, I would hope so. Or maybe. I don't know. With me. I'm so (laughs) awkward. It's... I don't know if there's any music there. (laughs) (laughs) But today um, we're going to talk about multiple topics, but one of the main topics is really going to be about music because she relates to it so much. And she previously told me that the soundtracks were really interesting to her. And I really want to hear more about that and her take on things. Yeah. So. Which one was your favorite? Okay. That. No. The fa- that's the hardest part for me. I think I could rank them, and I feel like my rankings would be pretty unpopular. Well, everyone loves New Moon. I feel like New Moon soundtrack just didn't have to go that hard, but they did that for us. <laughs> and, <laughs> but I, I feel like, and nobody come at me. Like I love the soundtrack, but Twilight first soundtrack. I feel like it was one of the weaker ones. And everyone's like, 
I was looking at reviews on Amazon because I've been trying to purchase the CDs because I never had the CDs. I just had like my aunt would just burn them for me onto like a USB so I could have them. But I wanted the CDs for whatever reason. And I just the first one I came I did it. Meh. What I did was before every movie I would listen to the soundtrack so I would be like prepared with like what the vibe was going to be. But I couldn't do that for I couldn't do that for New Moon because it was already coming out when I became a fan and I didn't do that for the first one because I wasn't a fan when it came out. Um but for like Eclipse and the Breaking Dawns like that was so pivotal and I would just be in there singing every song and every scene. I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's that song." Oh my gosh, that's that song. But the first one, like, the songs are not as, like, present, I feel like. Like, you really get eyes on fire and Supermassive when black the thumbbush turns yes, yes. white and Supermassive Black Hole, like, all of those things. And, like, go into the twilight. What's that song? Go all the way into the twilight. Oh, that yeah. one is, like, pretty prominent. But, like, there's a lot of them that was just... A, like score for most of the movie so i was like eh, the soundtracks was not the soundtrack was not as like present in the film so i guess that's why i just didn't have that much of a connection with it other than that it's the first one and i know what scenes things are coming out and so yeah yeah but the oh but back to the question which was which one is my favorite <laughs> it has to be Ooh, it's like a tie between New Moon and Breaking Dawn Part 2, I think. Those, uh, uh, uh. But I love so many songs from each of them, so it's really hard, because, like, my favorite song might not be from one of those two albums, if I think about it. But yeah, it like, probably is. <laughs> I, I totally agree on the thing about the first movie, because, like, I didn't really think about it that way, but as you were saying it, I was like, wow, yeah. Like, I actually really agree with that. I, you're right. Like, we only get a few songs that are really known and stand out in the soundtrack because of, like, certain scenes, which are usually pivotal scenes within the movie. But then the other ones went really hard. <laughs> I uh, Like, New Moon, I mean, I could probably go shot for shot which song, like, I could go through the movie in my mind just because I know what order the songs come in. I'm like, first song in New Moon, I'm pretty sure it's Monsters that plays and Edward's walking through the thing (laughs) and he's all with his shirt flowing in the wind. (laughs) Uh, And I'm like, and Friends is playing when she's going on that motorcycle. And the one song that I wish was on, like, the regular album and not like the extended one is all i believe in when she's with jake in the workshop and she's like she turns off the radio and he's like that's a good song like i mean i could just go on oh yeah i could do that for the whole thing or the whole album i that was one thing that i was very proud of myself for is like i can tell you where in the movie we are if you just play the song just play the song i know exactly what moment that is that's a talent seriously i seriously think that's a talent i that's my vampire gift (laughs) like to identify scenes in movies from the song that's playing honestly that's really cool to me 
I I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> I'm not sure. But I've seen the movie. Like we should test it out. We should test it out sometime. We should have a movie <laughs> night. I have to say my favorite soundtrack is between New Moon and Eclipse. Like it's hard to choose those. I love Eclipse. Yes. But I was listening to Rosalind this morning. Um, from New Moon, the New Moon mm-hmm. soundtrack, and I was like, "This is such a good song! Like, this is such a good song." It's, oh, so good. But I also am like attracted to sad music, so you know, and I love like <laughs> fun music, but sad music is just a mood. Mm-hmm. True. I have a friend who he writes or he puts out music a lot. I mean, a lot of music, and he's actually doing pretty well. Um, I'm like, I don't know if I should say it on the podcast. I mean, I can. I'm like, I don't care about promotion. I'm just like, oh, he's so good. His name is Gatton. I'm like, everybody just self promo, not me self promo, but promo for my friend. But his music is so sad. It probably wouldn't make it onto a Twilight album. But if you liked sad music, you have to send it to me. That's a person to go find. You definitely have to. Yeah, definitely. (sighs) I don't know, like. I know that the first, I just thought about this, the first soundtrack was, like, specifically written for the the movie, mm-hmm. like, uh, Paramore, which totally loved to code, it was really great to add in there, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know about the other ones, like, I don't, I feel like they were just more songs that were already created, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I feel like... I think it's kind of the opposite. I think for... Well, I don't know. I think it depends. I think there were specific songs that were specifically written for these films. Like, New Moon, I think the entire album is, like, songs specifically for the album. Oh, okay. Like, you can't purchase those songs or download those um, anywhere else. And, like, Muse, there's their, that version of I Belong to You was specific... It was specifically remixed for the New Moon album because the full version has like this really big interlude in the middle. I'm a huge Muse fan, so I'm like, I know all the little ins and outs of that stuff. And like on Eclipse, Neutron Star Collision was written for Eclipse. Really? Um, which, which I'm like, that's so cool because Stephanie Meyer got her like favorite band to write a song for her baby's movie. Like that's crazy. Wow, I actually didn't know that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm learning some new things here today. <laughs> you learn something new every day. <laughs> For real, honestly. Um, have you listened to Stephanie's writing playlist? No, I've read what the songs are. I've In the illustrated guide, she has like that little section in the back for like what she was listening to while she was writing the book. Yeah. Or, like, what I, I think that's what it was. I've read through it, but like I've never listened to them, any of the songs. I'm like, I don't know any of these. I need to go back now that I've listened to a lot of Muse and see which ones I know. She definitely... Because it's been a while. She definitely like has a really good playlist. It's She has playlists on Spotify. It's called Stephanie Meyer Official. And um, I really love mm. her Stephanie Meyer's Midnight Sun playlist. Um, the old... Like before she put out... Um, that the new book was coming out uh, it was her old one when she wrote the draft the mm-hmm. original draft and mm-hmm. you, you have like three days grace you have placebo which is like all lincoln park 
um, Blue October again. Mm-hmm. Muse is in there. She has their problematic song in there. The problematic, um, yeah. A lot of Blue October and Linkin Park, too. It's not a long playlist. It's probably about... She... It says it's 58 minutes long, so not a lot of songs. But I totally recommend. It's... She really likes that... She likes that rock and alternative stuff. Yeah. I can She's cool. see her jamming like, out. I can get down with this, Stephanie. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was, like, not a fan of alternative music. Or, like, not that I wasn't a fan. I didn't not like it. But I just didn't know much about it. Because if anybody wants to know, I'm a Christian. So, like, I grew up listening to, like, Christian music all the time. So that was, like, my main genre. And, like, <laughs> listening to, like, Christian music that's older than me because that's all the radio plays or like whatever Disney stuff was on like Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato that was a big part of my middle school experience so then I'm introduced to all these other bands and I'm like oh (laughs) and I just thought I was like so cool because people would be like uh looking through like my music and they'd be like oh Death Cab for Cutie I'd be like yeah it's just like I just like them (laughs) like I only have one song by them because it's from a Twilight album, but yeah, I'm a huge fan of like alternative music. Hey, it's really cool that inter- the movies uh, introduce you to like music that you normally wouldn't listen to, and you find yourself loving it. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was totally me. Just totally unaware of this separate branch of music, and then like being introduced to it and like falling in love with it because it was attached to this thing that I loved a lot and or that I love a lot still because obviously here I am in 2020 amidst the chaos and clinging to Twilight. I totally agree. I totally agree. I'm the same way. So it's Mm -hmm. that's what I love about this series. It's one of those things that stays with you through your life and you learn so much and you learn about so many other people. Like, you know, you and I are talking about this, you know, we wouldn't have met if we didn't like Twilight Mm -hmm. or through Zoe. Yeah, Yeah. literally Zoe, our Carlisle, (laughs) our king, our queen, our everything. She like, can we just give a shout out to Zoe right now? Because Zoe is amazing. She just is such a warm spirit and she just brings people together. I just love her. And if she's listening, which she probably is, Zoe, we love you so much and we appreciate you, everybody. And we're really happy that you put us all in that group chat. (laughs) Another thing that I want to talk to you about is if you're willing or we can talk about something else, I don't care. (laughs) Is your crack ships. Oh, here we go. <laughs> down, down this deep and dark rabbit hole that is my love of crack ships. It's okay. It's not for everyone. And I am willing to be the voice that steps out for those who love crack ships and need someone to advocate Heck for them. Yeah. <laughs> like, so let's see. Where should, where should we start? Uh, I guess I'll start with like the mild ones. <laughs> Which are, like, pretty known. I, okay, so first of all, back backstory. I had a fanfiction addiction in high school. And I mean, not just, like, a measly little, like, oh, I'd read, like, a little bit here and there. And no, no, full-on addiction. Like, I didn't have 
what did we did we have it? No, I didn't have internet on my phone. Um, because my parents didn't want to pay for that because we have Wi-Fi at the house. So every morning before school, I could all literally it was so sad. I could only read one chapter at a time because I didn't have internet when I was out of my house. So I would open up the website to what chapter I was on, and then I would not like close the I would never close the like Safari app so that I could read in my downtime or like in class like under my desk while the teacher's just talking and I'm like paying attention but also like reading this fan fiction where Bella and Jasper are falling in love (laughs) (laughs) and that is where my love of crack ships started probably with Bella and Jasper but actually my love of crack ships started when I read New Moon and Carlisle was stitching Bella up and they're just looking into each other's eyes I mean there's tension I have I feel like I should get my book because I did bring New Moon with me. I'm like, I'm okay. going to go get it. And I'm going to I'm gonna point out to you people. So you just stay right there. <laughs> okay, I got it. Oh, no. This is real. I accidentally opened up and spoiler alert, Edward is dumping Oh, no. Her. And now I'm heartbroken. Okay. <sighs> okay, let's see. Aren't <laughs> you blah, blah, blah. Oh, Mike Newton. Ew. <laughs> I'd rather die than be with Mike Newton. <laughs> Mike. Okay, let's see. (laughs) He's a character that we all make fun of. He's just such a little turd, you know? (laughs) But he's a cute little turd. Where is it? Because it's like when she puts her hand on his arm or something, I was like, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) While you're looking for that. I used to do the same thing with fanfiction. Except I... Yeah, I would leave the browser open, but I would also screenshot the chapters mm-hmm. to save for later. And then eventually I learned eventually I learned to just copy and paste it to my oh, notes. Oh, I didn't think about that. Okay, right here. <laughs> Though, it, well, Bella, he like put some kind of numbing something on her. And I watched Carlisle's face carefully to distract me from what his hands were doing. His hair gleamed gold in the bright light as he bent over my arm. I'm like, Bella! <laughs> what is happening? Uh, like, she's like, I'm going to stare at his face. He, he. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be staring at his face too, girl. Don't you? <laughs> Peter Facinelli, if you're listening to this, I know you got a boo, but <laughs> if you ever need another boo, you know, if we're old... And you need a casserole. I got you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to just keep. I was just. Mm, mm, I love this book. Anyway. So, yeah, I'm just. I shit Bella and Carlisle. I was like, this is where there was a third love interest introduced. Uh, I can agree. Wow. The way that was worded. I'm like, Stephanie, you did not have to say it like that. I think she did it on purpose. <laughs> She probably did. She was probably like, mm, maybe this would be, nah. You're nah, like, nah she's nah. like, maybe I'll... And then he starts going into his backstory. Oh, yeah. I love him. Love him. Anyway. But, yep, so, those are the two mild crack ships that I have. I feel like I just keep going off on these tangents, but, I'm like, that's what it's a podcast for, right? You guys want to hear just all the talking. Hey, <laughs> That's it's why fun. you're listening to this. <laughs> So that's like my normal crack ship that I feel like a lot of people would support. And then we get into the crack ships that I know people will definitely hate me for. 
<laughs> or not hate me, but I will get some criticism. And the first one I would like <laughs> to bring up is one of my favorite all-time crack ships, <laughs> which is Jacob and Rosalie. I know what you guys are thinking. Cherish, you're stupid. Rosalie has Emmett, and Jacob has now Renesmee when she's, like, 18 in human years, not her baby incredibly quick aging years. I was... If... I read fan fiction, and Rosalie cheated on Emmett... Or no, Emmett cheated on Rosalie, and Renesmee cheated on Jacob. And so they were like, or the Cullens were like, you guys, it's like so bad for you right now. You guys should just go to the island. And they hate each other. And you know, it always starts when you hate each other. And then you're sent somewhere together alone. And then they were just both like looking at each other like, you're kind of (laughs) hot. And then one thing leads to another. They fall in love. (laughs) And, like, I'm sorry if anybody wants to read this. It's called I'm a Believer, I think. I can't remember who it's by. But just, like, skip the next bit because I'm going to spoil it for you. They end up having these werewolf vampire babies because Rosalie's like, I can't get pregnant. But because Jacob's a werewolf. She can impregnate her. He can impregnate her. And there's like this new super breed of werewolves. And they're like the legends told of a werewolf who would fall in love with a vampire. I can't. It's so good. I love that freaking one. And then there's a second one and it's so good. It's about one of their daughters. Anyway, that's a good one. So I stand Rosalie and Jacob and I will not move from that soapbox. Thank you very so, much. <laughs> Carlisle and Bella, Rosalie and Jacob mm-hmm okay okay and Car- and also bella and jasper like i can get yeah, behind can that. that um another crazy one that i love just from one fic and i won't spoil it i won't fo- spoil the fic for you but it's bella and caius actually and that was a- <laughs> your face <laughs> that one i support like i support it like nobody's business and if you want to read that one that fan fiction is called stuck in volterra and everybody listening to this go read it right now because oh i wish i could spoil it for you and if why not if anybody wants to know just send me a dm because it's just oh at the end of the fig there's just like this huge twist like in the very last second in the very last chapter and you're like oh my gosh and then it there's a second book of course and it's just mm, some of these people are really good writers so stuck in volterra they're so good oh my gosh just uh, just so good Hey, I am living for this right now. I think these are fantastic. And I I like that people are going to see a different perspective on what, you know, what the story could be. You know what I mean? And I mm-hmm. hope they go and, like, read. Yeah. I. Yes. I fully support Crack Ships. I'm like, I'm trying to think of other ones because I've read a lot of fan fiction. A lot of. Um, Leah ending up with uh, Dimitri. That's like a really popular really? ship. A really popular crack ship. Yeah, like 
Dimitri locks eyes with her on the field, like, during the battle, and then they, like, separate, and, like, Leah's trying to push it down because she's like, I can't imprint on a vampire, like, I hate them, especially not that one, and then all this stuff, and so that's, like, a really popular one. I like Leah and Jacob together. I would support it if it happened. Um, actually, one I just thought about right now, like, why didn't Leah end up with Nawell, like, the other half-breed dude? Like, that would be a nice way to, like, complete the circle. Yeah. Because he's... Why doesn't she end up with anybody? He's half-vampire. She's a werewolf. It's just really... Like, Stephanie, if you're listening... (laughs) (laughs) Stephanie, I hope you are listening, and I really need you to write us another book where Leah gets a happy ending, because Leah just... I feel like we were supposed to hate her, but everybody ended up loving her. And I just, I'm just like, she's just damaged. Exactly. She's just got some issues that she wants to work through. Can we just not hate her, please? Because she's one of my favorite characters, probably. Yeah. she, The actress who plays her is gorgeous and I think portrays her really well. <sighs> yes. Yes. Julia. Yes. And I think... I think we also needed a lot more screen time with a lot of the different side characters as well. I'm just going to throw that in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, I know it's, I know we have to cut out things for the movie and yada, 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 and make sure our focus is on the main characters. But I don't know. I think it, it yeah, it makes sense that they didn't include more because, like, Bella and Edward are so, like, at the forefront of every single thing. Like, I've read other books where side characters are way more involved as far as the books go. Um, and so it would make sense for them to have more of a presence in the movies. But, like, Bella is, like, main girl. Yeah. And she, like, stays the main girl for the whole time. So I get it. Yes. Another. Until it switches to Jacob's perspective. And then I'm like, oh, Ooh. yeah. Oh, yeah. But then I we wish get we that also too, had so. more of that. Well, that's a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I fully support your crack ships, and one of the crack ships that I actually Thank enjoy you. is Peter and Bella. <laughs> Peter and Bella, the Nomad. See, I have ne- I've seen a lot of that, but I'm like, I don't know enough about Peter. I mean, I guess there's a lot about him in the Illustrated Guide, so we could learn a lot about him, but I haven't really dove into his character, so... I don't know. I would be open to it, but I have never read of Peter and Bella fan fiction. <laughs> and you're like, read yes, it. Yes, <laughs> please. Um, and I, I would love to just see like a story with just Jasper, Peter, Charlotte, you know, like that. I, I feel like Stephanie mm-hmm. could write a whole book just on them. Yeah, she put a lot of detail about them in not as, maybe not so much in Eclipse, but like a lot in the Illustrated Guide. She gave a lot of their story so i'm like oh well obviously she has a little soft spot for them because yeah she included so much information outside of it wow i really have to go back and read the illustrated guide it has been so long and me too i probably haven't read it since like the first time i got it (laughs) i flip through it every once in a while just so i can look at um like the backstories of characters like because I know there's a lot of cosplayers now, and, like, the Denali Coven has all of their, like, that whole group now. 
So, like, I've been looking into, like, what their backstories are because I know, like, the Olympic Coven and their characters' backstories, like, the back of my hand, obviously the Cullens and uh, Jacob and everybody in that realm. But, like, we don't we don't see much of the Denali Coven in the movies or in the books. So then I'm like, oh, well, there's these new characters, so I want to learn more about them, even though they're probably going to... These people will probably tell those stories, but I'm like... Let me just find out what, exactly. I can, what I can learn real quick. So I'm going in informed. Exactly. Um, I saw recently, side thing, because that just reminded me. Um, I, got, I got a message from one of the group <laughs> chats I'm in. And they were saying, like, the Denali Kelvin changed their Patreon stuff. Um. So they, they've changed their Patreon stuff. Um, and I'm a Patreon to the Denali Coven. Um, they've changed some of the things about their tiers. I think it's just because they're, like, kind of starting out. Like, they're a much smaller group than, like, the Olympic Coven, who's, like, pretty established, and the Denali Coven's really new. So I'm, like, I think they changed their tiers a little bit. And obviously, I don't know if if you haven't seen, um, there's, they're changing the cast a little bit, too. I think it just honestly helps them to change their tiers and like Mm -hmm. I think the more support they get the better they can provide like better like Mm -hmm. costumes and wigs and um contacts Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that they already aren't good but did I word that right I think Mm -hmm. I did um but they already do it well but yeah it's like these things have to be replaced after a while because contacts get worn down and wigs um hair comes out you know what i mean like they have to be groomed and whatnot so i understand and i think the big thing is like what they want to provide for their patreons because both i've (laughs) seen from both like the my friend was subscribed to the olympic coven and i subscribed to the denali coven and we would just like share those experiences and like be like oh yeah this is how this is this is what this is like kind of like that thing but the patreon like both groups are like really dedicated to like giving the patrons like like the benefit like they want to make it worth your while to like be a part of the patreon so i really appreciate that especially about the denali coven because they have tried to do a lot and they've had to change a lot of things because of like COVID-19 and they're like we can't give or we can't do all these things and send these things and do things like this because of that so we're trying to adjust things so that it's the best thing for our Patreon so which I really appreciate yeah no I totally agree and that's really good insight and people should realize that especially with COVID-19 happening things change and whatnot mm-hmm. um oh yeah but yeah yep um I don't have a lot of time today but would you be willing to come on for a second one? A second podcast? This one's a little short, but yeah, I don't have a lot of time today, but Cherish is amazing and I love talking to her and whatnot. And I'm sorry I had to cut it a little short. Um, I have to leave the house soon. <laughs> yes, this is only part one of our podcast, so I really hope you guys really enjoy it. Um, we will definitely talk more about Cherish's crack ships. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> maybe she'll read some, a little snippet of her favorite one for us. Ooh, 
I would be so down for that. <laughs> <laughs> so people can get a little more insight to these stories that she's reading and maybe we'll include some comments about or um, some comments in the Instagram posts that have like links to them. I think that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just thinking about next episode, maybe. honestly. But yeah. um, I love you, Jerish. You're fantastic. And this has been so cool. Uh, and Love you, girl. Jerish even has her like like this cool mic that she's recording with like it's really cool like i tried to be professional sorry <laughs> and if you want to check out her instagram cherish would you like to promote your instagram i'm like you can follow me at forever jumping the tl aka forever jumping the treaty line but at forever jumping the tl yes and i will instagram. tag her i got it- a story Yes, she does have a really cool story in her comments on her page. You should definitely read that. It is very heartwarming, and she's such a great writer. And she also is uh, making her own YouTube presence, so you guys can follow her on YouTube as well. (laughs) Um, I will also link that. Yes. And I, I think her videos are really cool. She went vegan for a week in her last video, so you guys should definitely check that out. Yay! Please do.